You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Welcome, and thank you for checking in before you check out. I'm Naya, your host and love advocate, and this evening, we are going to be talking about love. What else? So we talk about every week, but more specifically, our fears in love. But before we jump into all of that, how are you today, my love? How's your spirit? And exhale. So I guess I want to pick this episode up where the last one left off. Okay, the first question is, are you single? Oh, I already don't like this game. I'm... Yes, I am single, but that doesn't always mean that someone is available. And I think that is a very important distinction to understand because I feel like saying that for some is an invitation to date and we miss the part of just getting to know somebody, seeing where their head is at. Now, I think I preface with that because some of it is riddled in fear. See, my last relationship for me was my last relationship. And I don't know anymore if it's the person or the feeling because I don't trust myself. And that revelation scared the shit out of me. I have had people, interestingly enough, since my episodes on sliding in your DMs, I've had a lot more DMs than I've ever had in my entire life. Be careful what you speak, huh? But in that exercise and doing the episode and getting the feedback and talking to people afterwards about their thoughts on the episode, I really decided, you know what? It must take for some people a lot of energy to put themselves out there. Now, the Ajanku brothers came on and really hit me to some stuff that I was not privy to. That a lot of times that type of engagement has nothing to do with me. Because energy, it don't matter. It's not about you. Like most of what people do is not about you or anybody else. It's about them trying to get what they need. That is, it pisses me off. It really does. I understand it. I receive it. And I know it's not everybody's truth, but I do know it's true. And it pisses me off because then it almost solidifies my fear. In not trusting myself. This is kind of how it works in my mind. If I see somebody that I am drawn to energetically, I immediately tell myself it's probably a wrong decision because you're choosing it. Because I feel like I haven't made the best decisions in love. Some examples of that for me are 
During this quarantine, many of my exes have come back uh, just to check on me to see how I'm doing. Others have come back to try to see if there was something there because I'm a good girlfriend. Let's just be real because I'm a good person. And they saw that in hindsight, I guess. Well, hindsight is 2020, motherfucker. And since 2020 has been a motherfucker. I don't want to be the, oh, I fucked up. Let me go back and try to get what I had. Because every time one of y'all left, I just want y'all to know if you're listening, I got better. I learned the lesson. But if you come back with the same shit that you came with the first time and I grew up, What makes you think I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid this time? And it pisses me off that these people would even come back to waste my fucking time. You either love me or leave me the fuck alone. So I stopped trusting myself. I've chosen this year to distance myself. So there's that. I do not trust if it's something I want. Oh, I doubt myself. Now on the other side, if somebody is drawn to me, my first thought is what is wrong with you? Why? What's your angle? Why are you coming for me? What do you want? Because I don't believe that people are genuine. I believe that people are only coming to you because they need something and they see it in you. Because energy. Baby, they see that light and they have something in them that is a deficit and they want the light. They don't want you. you. And they need that repaired. You are medicine. And I don't like that. I don't want to be your medicine. I want to be your health But the other part of that, because I like to sit in this beautiful balance of of illusion and truth, spirit and human, I know that not everybody is like that. I know that. I know that everybody does not have ill intentions. However, I don't trust myself. So this is a fucked up conundrum of whether I'm interested or they're interested, I am stuck in this space of fear. They don't give a fuck about you. And the fear has started to well up like an anxiety. It's like holding your breath and standing in the same spot for a very long time. And you want to move, but you can't. So that's where I've been. And it's really been unique to watch because I was once someone who gave it all. I just felt like if I give you all of me, if I just show you how genuine a person that I am, then you will receive that or you'll see that love and that love will be returned unto me. I don't laugh at me. I know I was a little ignorant back then, but I don't think so. Because now, because of all of the shit that I've been through and I'm still dwelling on past experiences, I can't focus on my right now. So I can't be in that energy of being in the moment and just enjoying a simple conversation. Now, I analyze the fuck out of a conversation. Why would you ask me that question? Why do you want to know that? I just met you. That's the question you ask? Where is this going? These are all the things that are going on in my mind. As people are sending simple messages like, hey, what are you doing? What? Working. Quiet as is kept. I feel like I'm not the only one. I am not the only one at this very weird impasse where you do want to love again and you are ready to give it your all. The best way I can describe it for me, I recently saw a video where this father was trying to get his daughter to fall backwards the trust game. 
where you just allow yourself to free fall into somebody's arms because you believe they're going to be there. You believe they're going to catch you. And she just couldn't do it. And I know there are a lot of us out there who are ready to get on that counter, exhale, and fall back into love and know that that motherfucker is going to catch you. But I promise you, if I could talk to you right now, and if I could ask out of everybody who's listening, who could fall into love and trust that it will catch them, not many of us would confidently say yes. And if you did say yes, I bet you even half would fail if put to the test. But that's it. That's the very thing that I am talking about because we can't do that. That visual, right? It's like, hell no. But aren't you in a relationship where you've told someone you've fallen in love? We're not trying to tap into what that fear really is. We're just wasting a lot of motherfuckers time. Can we stop? Really, can we fucking stop? Because what it's doing then is creating this cycle of fear and everybody's not facing it and we're adding to it. It's like a clay that we're molding. And that shit is manifesting in our human, in illnesses, both physical and mental. I want to get back to being the person I used to be when I wore my heart on my sleeve. So weird to say that out loud because this was the thing I thought was my greatest flaw. I've been trying to fix that right there for very since high school. When people tell you you're too nice, you're you're too kind, you do too much, you're too clingy, you pay too much attention, all of those elements and and not going to hold you. They were right. I had a lot to learn about myself. I had a very shaky foundation of self, but baby, where I stand today, I got that and then some. So I think I can handle being in a space of loving and putting it all out there with my heart on my sleeve. But I just have awareness. The rose-colored glasses have been removed. I think I share this because it's just it saddens me. Man, that I I missed it, you know? Everything that I used to think was beautiful about my love and other people told me that it was just too much. I can now see that that shit ain't have not a fucking thing to do with me and everything to do with both there and my deficit. But I can't keep moving like this. So I have done those episodes about sliding in your DMs. So if you want to go back and listen to them, go ahead. Feel free, baby. We'll be here. Well, apparently... Some of these motherfuckers ain't listened to those episodes. I probably should send them to people as they inbox me. Like, hey, before we get into all of this, bruh, I'm going to need you to listen. And then tell me if you want to still press go. Because my DMs have increased since those episodes. But the shit that is coming through universe, help me out, is what I said at first. But after careful consideration, it was me. It was that fucked up energy I was putting out there, that fear. I'm, I'm running on this energy and I truly do believe in love, but I also am noticing that I'm detaching myself from that. I say that I am love because I am. We all are. But I get so caught up. December 14th, 2020 marks a very important day for me. So in episode eight, yes, I'm bringing all the goodies back. Look, 
because y'all know y'all needed a refresher. But in episode eight, I told my story of my battles with mental illness. I remember eight years ago, October 17, 2012. I will always remember that day like it was yesterday. It was the last time I decided to end my life. Fast forward to November 2015. I'm still on a mission because that very next year I started celebrating what I call my rebirthday. And I would take a trip or do something for myself to just appreciate life. And it was my goal to appreciate life more fully every day, not just on holidays. So that November, instead of taking a trip, I decided to get in the studio and record my first album. And this year, December 14th, on my birthday, my rebirthday album entitled Regenesis will be coming out. I am so excited. You have no idea. This, oh, I just, you all are going to love it. This is the album that you put on when you are vibrating low and you need to increase your frequency this is the album that you put on when you are vibrating high and you want to maintain that frequency this is high vibrating music in honor of this amazingly festive time for me um, five years in the making I am putting out uh, I had pulled it from the shelves for a while my first book that I had written I was going through my manuscript in preparation for the re-release and and then it hit me I'm going through the pages of this book and it's giving me new life in a way that I had never received it when I was my most blissfully ignorant that's when I was in my truth the most that's when my light shined the brightest when I experienced the greatest heartaches because of that ignorance, I was living in my greatness. And then every experience that happened, I kind of allowed that to chip away at what that was until I became an entirely different motherfucker. You start chipping away at stuff and chipping away at stuff, it, it never, ever goes back to the way it was. We can want it to. We can try and will it. But change is inevitable. So you don't try to apply resistance to the chipping. But chipping sounds kind of harsh. If we take control of that because it's ours, we just don't realize that sometimes, then it ain't got to be chips that are harshly being chopped off. We can mold. We can fail forward we don't have to go through break ups we can learn those lessons have a better awareness of what those experiences taught us every ending doesn't have to mean the end it could be the beginning of what was intended now here's where the conversation gets tricky because I go through this often and when I say I go through this often, I mean, I forget who I am. I have moments where I get sullen and in myself. So I feel like I'm doing the work. 
I'm getting better. I have the awareness. So I'm back at it. Okay, Naya, you have to get back to being. Mm, That's going backwards. You have to take the awareness that you have and use that to determine what your right now will look like. Are you going to be self-pitying? Are you going to be fearful? Are you going to be nervous? No. You're going to take right, God damn it. You are your gonna life take back. Your life back and you are not going to live in fear, girl. You are going to go out there and you are about to kill them. Girl, get them. That's what I tell myself. And so while you may be putting out all this good light, honey, moths are also attracted to the flame. So you got to now, you're working on all this you, navigate through that bullshit. Because that powerful speech I just gave myself, you are going out there. You are a goddess, right? This is what I just told myself. So the next person who messages me in my inbox at this time is going to get that sauce because I just pumped myself up. And then I also am trying to get out of my fear of believing that my decisions and love or who I'm attracted to is wrong. But also I'm simultaneously working on the people who are attracted to me. Maybe I don't know what I want. And maybe I should allow somebody else to come into my sphere and present themselves. And I learn them um, and become fond of that because, you know, I never really move like that. I like who I like. And I don't even have a type. I don't. If you looked at my exes, they all look different. Different gender, different orientation, uh, different color, different size, different energy, everything. Vernacular, interests, all over the spectrum, baby. So you can't just dupe me with the okie doke. I'm a poet. I make ugly sound beautiful as fuck. So you got to come with more than just, hey, pretty. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sorry. I'm fucking not sorry. I'm not. What's your sign? What's your favorite color? What do you eat? Where do you work? And while I understand that, well, isn't that how you get to know somebody, Naya? You ask questions? I guess so. I'm not an expert. I don't know. But what I can say for me is I think that's inauthentic. I think it's like I'm asking you a list of things to see if that aligns with the qualifications that I deem to be important for me for mate. Because I know a lot of people move like that. I'm looking for boom, boom, boom. I don't. I don't believe that I should have an expectation in a human. You should have an expectation of yourself. And then when you show up, you present that. Because everything else just looks like a half-ass package. Ain't no tiptoeing around it. Ain't no pussy footing energy does not lie and big energy greatness is effortless you don't have to try too hard if you are trying too hard it's not for you you're forcing a connection that's not meant to be and some of us don't like defeat we like to say that dumb i like a challenge i like somebody who likes me get to chase if y'all don't stop with that dumb shit the cat mouse tom and jerry watch cartoons play board games get a a, a game system but don't implore those same thought processes on humans. Again, we got to stop putting in cycles of fear out into the universe. I really do believe that we are falling in love with fear. 
When you say I love you, you're really saying I fear you. So I am doing things so that you don't leave me or you don't hurt me or you don't uh, disrespect me or you don't disappoint me. I don't have time for it. And for those that are listening that are ready to fall back in love and trust it, you are at the point where you want to explode because you are ready for a motherfucker to just be there. Well, then I'm going to need you to tune in next week when we finish this episode up. Hey, 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 don't give me that. I know that was a shitty thing to do, but damn it. I had a lot to cover and I'm not about to give you all of this in one dose. So I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this love frequency with you. We have over 500 members of our lover circle in five different continents. How about that? We are connected, y'all, and we are continuing to grow. Thank you so much for trusting me. And as always... Keep this conversation flowing, going, and growing by sharing this episode, the other episodes that were referenced in this podcast. Shit, share love frequency with everybody. Until next time, I love you.